Hi everyone and welcome to the Sensi Podcast. My name is Ashley and I am a cannabis entrepreneur and founder of Calling with my two co-hosts Alicia and Tracy. Every month we create a space for women and minorities to discuss the different aspects of the Canadian cannabis industry. We'll be interviewing entrepreneurs and leaders within the cannabis space to educate and cultivate interests within our community. Without further ado, episode one. Today's episode, we'll be interviewing Antoinette Gomez. Antoinette is an international speaker on sex, cannabis, and psychedelics. She is a tantric sex relationship coach and an advocate for women's rights, gender equality, sexual oppression of women, and she is the current chairwoman of the Toronto Women Grow chapter and also founded Pleasure Peaks, a product line specializing in women's sexual healing. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today, Antoinette. Thank you. That was a lovely introduction. <laughs> so first question for me is, when did you first fall in love with cannabis? And are you an indica or sativa type of girl? <laughs> um, I have a lovely relationship with Mary Jane. Um, I fell in love with her multiple times on my journey. I started smoking um fairly young, I believe when I was like 16, um, in high school. And I, get, and I definitely didn't understand that it was a medicine, but um, I definitely knew that it helped me enjoy going to parties a lot better. It really helped me with like my anxiety and getting to, to, to meet better, to meet people in like a deeper setting, which was always great. But then it also really helps me with my healing that I've gone through with like my whole life has, has been like ups and downs and craziness. But um, with my, with in between jobs, it really helped me with coping and my entrepreneurship and um, just being like another, another friend basically. <laughs> 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 I totally understand. You. Yeah. You know, it, it just takes some of the weight off of your shoulder. I um and I formed I formed a really good relationship. I, I remember when I first started smoking, I was like, sometimes it gets super baked and like I eat the whole fridge, or sometimes it gets so baked and I like pass out. I just don't understand like a happy medium. So I tried to I tried journaling with my strains okay. and I tried doing sativas and indicas, and then I um I also journaled the dosaging as well, and I found that sativas were definitely my go-to during the mornings to keep me alert and to not make me just stuck to my couch all day. Okay. And I would be able to be focused and go to the gym and still have um, a drive to go on through the day. Okay. And as soon as I found out, that was like a life hack for me. <laughs> I was like, nice. oh my goodness, I can, it's not, because before I was like, oh, I can only smoke in the evenings because I know how, how it's going to, how it's going to affect me but now with me knowing my knowledge my extensive knowledge now I know that um, it's so powerful uh, when you have the education to really pick and choose how you're going to be using your medicine but I love both indica and sativa I am such a huge I I love both they're just great for different reasons yeah I think that's like half of the challenge there to actually look within and find out for yourself uh, what works for you and yeah. I think that's a challenge for most individuals who are kind of opening up themselves to this whole cannabis 
topic or industry. Um, so I'm the exact same one. I'm the type of person I want to smoke weed and I want to be able to go to the gym or clean my house. Um, (laughs) so I absolutely get you on the whole indica and sativa theory. Um, so just to dive into a little bit more about yourself, um, you can just tell us a little bit about your history, whether personal or professional and kind of how you've gotten from that moment where you first fell in love with cannabis to now where you're actually using it within your business. Yes, most definitely. So I've been in the industry for five years. Um, five years ago, I quit my job, left the country, broke up with my boyfriend, all in one weekend. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and I, I was just in such a, I was just in such a toxic lifestyle. I used to work in the entertainment industry in New York City, and it was just go go go. And I feel like I, I became so accustomed to treating my body as a machine rather than a human being (laughs) and understanding that, you know, I need to be taking care of myself because I didn't take care of myself at all. And I kind of burned myself out early, early on in in like my early careers. But I I think, I thank myself for that because when I ended that career and I left the country and I had just time for myself, I really set a time that's that time for me to just really understand myself and what I want to do with my next step. And that became like a healing journey for me. That's when I got into holistic nutrition. That's when I started getting into yoga. And then once I found out that there was a ganja yoga, cannabis yoga, and I was like, wow, I definitely want to use cannabis as one of my healings for this part that I'm going through. Because oh, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely yeah. think of cannabis yoga, ganja yoga. Right? So as soon as I heard of it, I was like, I have to sign up. And um, when I did, I felt absolutely in love. I fell absolutely in love with a teacher called Lou Pansini. She's the teacher of the House of Yoga um, in Toronto. And she's been there for many years. But her ganja yoga experiences are so intense. Um, what I love is that they, they break it off into sativas and indicas and will we'll vaporize as a union because ganja yoga is all about a union. Right. And we'll vaporize the sativas. will give us tons of energy to go through these crazy yoga sessions. They're not like relaxing and it's really about like powerful balance and meditation while using cannabis to, for to achieve a higher enlightenment through yoga. It's one of the most like liberating and enlightening experiences that I've ever done. So after that experience, I went three times a week, every single week. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I know how that addictiveness to yoga is. I was just that girl that would smoke weed before yoga class. That's me until I went into a hot But to actually class. have that included <laughs> in the yoga class is a whole different level. I don't do yoga. and then you get to meet other people in the class that are also into yoga as well i mean also into yoga and cannabis as well so you get to really be in a a really strong community um and like the conscious community that that ganja yoga studio has built is phenomenal the energy that that radiates out of there is just so gives me shivers all the time so when i started doing that I wanted to know, like, why, how are they doing this? <laughs> like, 
what like how like how did I not know about this? I was never allowed to smoke cannabis when I was younger. My my parents are Peruvian okay. from my mother's side and my dad's Jamaican. But my dad's side was never like, Don't smoke weed, it's not for us. Just doesn't doesn't it's not good with our family and our lines. We just get super baked. Which is fine, which is hilarious because now that we have a great relationship, he has a great relationship with Mary Jane. <laughs> but years ago, he was like, oh, it's not good for us. And then, um, with, with, and my mom now is super supportive. So they, they've seen me grow over the years. Beautiful. And after um, yoga, I found out that I was just walking home and I saw this gourmet grilled cheese cafe and vapor lounge. And I was like, what's a vapor lounge? So I go in there to hand in my resume because remember I was still in between jobs and I was like really just trying to heal myself. So I was like, is this going to be, you know, a place where I can not over exhaust myself and really just, you know, maybe learn about myself in another industry. And as soon as I walked in, I saw like weed, weed pictures all over the place. (laughs) I thought this was like a a cheese shop and it was in the village. It was in the gay village of Toronto, a very boutique place. I was not expecting this. And then I asked, I was like, what, what's a vapor lounge upstairs? And she's like, oh, well, the owner actually owns a dispensary a few doors down so their members can actually use the vapor lounge upstairs. What? And I was like, then what the hell is a dispensary? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I had all these questions, but I knew they were hiring. So I was like, okay, I have to work here. I have to like learn about this industry. Wow. And me having a new job and me being super, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a serial entrepreneur. I had all these ideas. So I was like, cool, we have a ganja yoga vapor lounge. Why don't we get comedy shows in there? Why don't we get like, you know, for Halloween, I made this idea where we can make pumpkin bongs for Halloween. <laughs> so I got to like do all of their events there. And then we had, um, and it was really fun. And then I started working at their dispensary. And then he knew that I was going to my holistic nutrition classes. So yeah. he helped. He brought me on board to help um, the patients follow up with a nutritional program with cannabis. So that's when I was like, wow, I can actually educate patients on how to eat, like cook with cannabis in a holistic way and learn how to infuse their own foods with their proper medicine. Um, so that was a really beautiful experience because I, I had no idea how huge the chronic pain um, epidemic we have right. across North America. You know, everybody's in, in pain for something. I think everybody's now kind of opening up their eyes to it. Um, yeah. It wasn't something that was really discussed or concern, people weren't concerned about it. But now there's just kind of been a wave of consciousness that has flown over, you know, uh, just communities and seeing how bad this thing really is. Yeah, it, it is insanely bad. Um, so I would work with the patient intake woman. who Her, her name is Melissa Wilson, actually, and she is now my co-chair. And now we are running um, the Woman Girl Toronto chapter together. So we've been, we've met the same time five years ago, and we've both worked in the industry with different projects for these five years. And we're both very super supportive of everything we're doing. So we're making a really good team. So, and I knew that from the very beginning because we met one day and she, she called me and she was like, hey, I have this patient in Oshawa that hasn't had their medicine and I need to do an emergency house call. Would you want to do this with me? And I was like, yeah, of course. 
no big deal you know and then um i got there and i was like hey give me the lowdown and we used to get referrals from the medical referral of ontario which used to exist in toronto and we would get referrals from other physicians to of their patients and then the patients would come to our dispensary for their for their medicines unfortunately um the dispensary and the medical referral of ontario um there were only about three dispensaries in Ontario at the time. Wow. So, yeah. So we had thousands of patients reach out to us all the time. Like we had 5,000 members five years ago. So we had too many patients that would fall through the cracks in the system. And me and Melissa knew this from very early through like all of the medical marijuana programs that there were too many people that didn't get access or weren't even seen. Um, so what we did was we created emergency house calls. Our, our boss only wanted us to work within our hours. But the thing is, is that our boss wasn't dealing with the patients firsthand. And he didn't really see the, the people that we were seeing. Right. So right. You were seeing know, something totally different to him. Yeah. And, and I get to tell these stories now because I feel like it, more people need to know about this. And it is becoming more normalized. And we are getting more access. So it is working. Um, but like, I remember the first time I did an emergency house call, I found out that I had to drive all the way to Oshawa while we're in the car on the phone with the doctor writing, a, like writing, um, telling them exactly what their patients have given us. And that as soon as we see them, we do, we do like a visual representation of the patient to the doctor so they can actually write a prescription and put it in the mail. And then we already brought the edibles and the flower for them. So with just a few hours, that person has a prescription, has a, a whole diagnostic and a remedy, and has their and has their medicine. <laughs> so it was something that we were able to fill in the gap really easily. And the person that we went to see had HIV. Oh wow! And this person was was very very frail. And as soon as we we saw them, his the smile on his face just like blew up. And he was just so happy to finally see someone. He had a caregiver. He wasn't like allowed to go anywhere. He he was barely mobile. Um, but we found out that how he got HIV was actually through a blood infusion from a hospital, oh, which no. was mind blowing to me. Yeah. And how the hospital hospital and even the ambulance would treat him as a parasite um, and not fully give him all the attention that he truly deserved. Oh my goodness. So, there's also like a huge stigma around cannabis that they don't want to give that that much access to them as well. So I do understand that. Um, but although all voices need to be heard and addressed. So absolutely. Yeah, yeah that was like something that was a, a true staple in my in my life that I was just like, I, I definitely need to continue this fight um, for patients and for advocacy everywhere. Uh, your passion is definitely shown within your actions. So uh, thank you for that answer. That was great. Yeah. I'm going to ask a question now. Um, what has piqued your interest in mixing what you know now with such sexual education? Okay, that's a great question. Because um, <laughs> you know so, everybody so, wants to know that. <laughs> yeah, people are like, how the hell did you stumble upon this? Um, well, the thing is, I moved to Vancouver two years ago, and I was teaching cannabis education. So teaching people how to cook with cannabis, how to um, make cannabis products, topicals, 
And that was really fun. I love teaching people. But then when I came back to Toronto, it went from five dispensaries that I used to work with to 115. And when I came back, I was like, oh, no, everybody's doing what I'm doing. But then I was like, that's kind of amazing because my voice was heard, you know, and people are going with the times and they're learning how to use cannabis. So I was like, okay, Antoinette, you know, you're a serial entrepreneur. You got this. Just, and I am a firm believer in only ever doing what I love doing. I love so, that. I love that. But go ahead. Because <laughs> we all want a million things, right? So you only have to do the things that you love, right? <laughs> exactly. Of, yeah. Exactly. And um, I, I channeled into myself and I was like, what do I really love? Mm-hmm. And I felt that um, something that really changed my life was the relationship that I have today, who is now my, my fiance. We've been together for five years. Well, oh, we haven't been together for five years. We've known each other for five years. We were best friends. We were enemies. We were everything in between. And it oh. never worked for us. But the yeah. thing is, it's like we met three times in one day. We knew that we, we were each other's soulmates from the very beginning. It was very, very weird. And um, we started meeting. We, we started hanging out every single day after the first day we met. We met each other's families. And we always wanted it to work, but it never did. And we're also very young. So we're like, hey, it's okay. We're just going to work on our businesses, keep our you know, options open, and obviously keep this amazing relationship open. Um, but it would just never work out. And it was just really frustrating knowing that this person is everything that I absolutely love and has treated me with everything that I've ever wanted. And I wanted to, you know, pin him down, of course. <laughs> you know, I wanted to actually have a relationship. But then, you know, we would be together and then we would be separate for months. And, you know, sometimes one of one of the times that we were separate was when I started doing ganja yoga. And then I was learning all of these chakras and energy work and and um, just me and myself and I didn't understand how to share that with my per- with my partner I understand to tell him um how I'm feeling spiritually like with my mind body and soul and I but I wanted to share it with him and what I learned during my yoga teacher training was tantra and tantra is like a very small part of yoga but it is still a philosophy and a practice that is supposed to cultivate conscious relationships so and this, conscious- is one, wait, this is a part of yoga yeah oh fuck okay no at least stop it, stop it. see it's i a, get it i get it it's a very very from. very small part of yoga yeah i i get where you're coming that- from but is it more like energy exchange like with your partner most definitely yeah most definitely you. yeah okay so my next question is because i know everyone else is probably thinking this too how did you get, is, your, man how did you get, you get your man to do that yeah really? yeah so what <laughs> happened was i was like okay i want to show him tantra because tantra is about conscious relationships and conscious relationships equals true real love and that's what i wanted i didn't want to have this bullshit half-ass yeah. relationship that i've been having with him and so I found out there was a Tantra retreat coming up, up in Muskoka. And I was like, hey, you know, why don't we just go to this retreat together? I'll pay for it. We'll just go up to it. That was key message. That was key message. He was like, she's 
paying. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then when I when I went to the retreat, I had no idea it was going to be like lecture work, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. straight lecturing of tantra. Oh, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I learned so much. Um, it was very intense, but the thing, like, my fiancé was like, oh, my God, I have no, I have no weed. I have no weed. <laughs> like, and they didn't want us to drink either for the whole event. It was very, like, detoxing. It was very, it was much, it was very much. So, but the thing was, is that he definitely got it. He cried the whole weekend, okay? He was he just cried like, in just, like, healing? Or just was okay. like, he wasn't about it. He learned so much about specific issues in his past that were that were barriers that weren't allowing him to truly love or to truly have a real relationship. Wow. Um, that is a successful he, trip. Yeah, it was such a, it was great because he also um, had anger issues with his father in the past. That's something that he's been dealing with for years. And it was almost like a switch after, after going to the Tantra event. We came home and I noticed that like people were even like testing his anger. You know, when like we're just walking down the street and, you know, some like homeless man is just trying to like ask us for money and just like annoy us <laughs> and he's like he's really keeping it cool like he he he's definitely more he has more power over his emotions and he didn't understand wow. that his emotions are definitely connected to his chakras and his energy lines and when he doesn't have a good blockage that he needs to be dealing with it because it it leads to a deeper issue and then i love it that he communicate it with me did he understand any of these things when before you asked him to go on this workshop? He had no, no, nothing. Okay. He knew nothing. So he's raw. <laughs> like, Pardon? He's not really into the whole yoga thing, or was he's he? not? No, he's not into yoga. He's okay. not into any of the stuff that I'm like really into and in, like my spiritual side. But um, right. he was able to connect with it, and I feel like okay. So I think yoga is an accelerated path to enlightenment for women. And I think Tantra is an accelerated path to enlightenment for men, which is super cool that I made that like kind of connection. But I feel like women go to yoga and they, they get so in touch with themselves and they understand themselves so much that they get their chakras and their energy work. But for men, they don't really understand that unless they truly deal with their penis. <laughs> yeah, like it's just yeah. like they're dealing with their, their core chakras, right? Yeah, deep rooted issues um, that they that they need to really really own them and really understand where they're coming from, so they can change them or you know do the best with that they can with them with their relationship. Because it's different from from person to person, but I know that honestly, especially the city of Toronto that I live in needs so much sexual healing. But the world needs so much sexual healing. We're, we're told so many, don't do this and don't do this, uh, or don't do that about our sexuality that has no place for anybody else's but ourselves, you know? It's a place that we can really connect with our divine energy. Our erotic energy is the most powerful energy we have. It's the, it's the energy that can create life, and it can also get rid, rid of deep traumas. Uh, and you can also, use, what I love using it the most is in business, <laughs> which is great because I'm just, I'll channel, I'll channel my strong feminine side or my strong masculine side, 
um, into my work to get whatever I need to be done. It's so cool that it really bleeds into all aspects of your life on just knowing yourself, right? And there's so many aspects that you can. It's just that I feel that knowing yourself sexually is so important. I, I think that's a really great lesson just to generally for anybody who's looking for that inner type of peace, just to look within. Well, you kind of answered the question already to what tantra sex is. Um, but do you have any quick tips that you could give the audience to use? Yeah, most definitely. I'll go over like a brief of what Tantra is because it's like all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Help me out here. Yeah, the Tantra is a practice in a philosophy. So it's something that you can practice with yourself. Um, basically, it's about channeling your erotic energy, learning about the Kundalini energy that you have in your body with your chakras. So what Tantra can help you is using this energy in sex to the point where you can have multiple orgasms or really just take charge of the flow of your sexual um, experience that you want to have. So some some women can have like five-minute orgasms on command, but but the connection that you also feel during um, these tantric sex practices can feel like a mushroom trip honestly they can feel like you have such a strong um connection with your partner that you can feel true nirvana and enlightenment in these places as well especially when using cannabis can cannabis has been used in tantra for thousands of years in india yeah. it is actually in like tantric ancient sanskrit there that there is marijuana that we're using these things as a natural aphrodisiac and what i love about mm-hmm. cannabis Honestly, not many people say this. I'm like one of the very, very few, but I feel very strongly about this. But cannabis, when you smoke it, it puts you into such a divine state. I feel that it channels you to a place where you're higher to God, whatever that is to you. And that connection that you have while having an intimate space with your partner is absolutely mind-blowing, which is nirvana and enlightenment. <laughs> um, so what so what Tantra can help with most couples is getting your needs and desires met in your relationship. So as you go through many years with your, with your partner, you're going to go through a lot of different pleasures and dislikes, and they're going to change. And when they do change, you want to make sure that you have a strong enough um, communication with your partner. Mm. Tantra really makes sure that your partner feels respected and loved as a whole, not just on a physical level, uh, not just on like a respect level, but also just like as a mind, body, and soul, and truly honoring that person um, in your life. Mm. With so an I feel open like- heart, right? With somebody, two individuals with an open heart actually engaging within themselves. Um, yeah, the, touching yeah it, I did Google it, I, I must admit, and yeah. there was a, a clip where the tantric sex was being um, shown to the audience, but the individuals weren't touching. Now, is that relevant in your practice as well? Yeah, very much. So one of my favorite tantric um, practices that I would love to do, that I love doing with my partner, is a tantric massage. And a tantric massage is me just touching on different energy lines. We actually have love lines in our body as well in traditional t- Chinese medicine. 
we have these different points in our bodies that can really open up our heart chakra and also um, get us very, very much aroused. So I love using those. But other than that, we also deal with energy sensing in Toronto. I mean, yeah, in Tantra, not Tantra. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Energy sensing in Tantra is super important. And we do have practice where, like, we try to create a chi ball with both of our hands, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you rub them together, you know, you can get a really good friction. Yep. But energetically with our bodies, we also have energy running through us all the time. So if you have a – in Tantra, we try to teach you how to tap into your energy and move it along the body. You do not actually have to touch the person to do this. It's almost like a Reiki type of healing. It's also a sexual healing. Um, But you can also do that with your partner as well. And that's also by creating a very strong bond too, right? And that's the most therapeutic part is that we never feel as close to your partner as you do during like a tantric, tantric ritual for sure. I, I, I really love the thought of it and I would I would absolutely <laughs> I would absolutely love to try it. I'm totally open to those um those type of different alternatives. It's of getting your man that's my to question. sit down and focus and I, even try this. Like I, this this podcast is for people minorities. So I am looking like a little bit like, how do you get that dude, that black dude, to be like, sit down and just look at me? Like, do you have a lot of people who are of minority who attend? Most definitely, yeah. Do you? Yeah, most definitely. We have, uh, I'm really happy how much like the black community has shown interest because me, I, I too am black. And, um, and I love that they're, they definitely want to bring out their partners. <laughs> It's uh, the hardest part is always finding like that um, both with my with my retreats specifically is that I teach tantric cannabis couple retreats, so there's no reason why your partner shouldn't want it to be. That's true. Here's the cannabis part; he's all over it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So what I did because the lecture uh, retreat that I took with my fiance was great, although I know um, there's a ton of people that wouldn't be able to go through it. I don't think my fiance would even want to go through it like a second time. (laughs) um, So what we wanted to do was we wanted to create the ultimate pleasure, like pleasure pussy luxury retreat, you know, the ultimate getaway for a couple. Because, you know, I work ridiculous hours. My fiance works ridiculous hours. I only see him on the weekend. And I'm still running a podcast this weekend. So, (laughs) you know, so it's like, there's so many couples that don't have the time to really connect with themselves and that's understandable. We have work, we have other obligations, we have families, we have hobbies. So it's like, I want couples. And this is what I do when with my tantric coaching. I tell all couples, if you have a serious relationship that you really want to be nurturing, you need to have a getaway at least every six months. And this, this cup, this retreat is what I feel would be the best. For couples to get away, if you only have this one weekend to get away, and what we do is we have it's um, it's in Muskoka, it's in Jamaica, it's in oh, Bali, yeah. And what they do is um, we have artisan flower, so we have different types of flower that are meant to really, you know, be aphrodisiac types of flower, yeah. and we also have an extract line that is um, picked for us as well. 
Then we have hot tubs, indoor pools, rose petals. Uh, everybody gets their private room. We have a sauna. And I, and I really wanted to have that spa type of feel, right? Yeah. Because if you're going away for a weekend, I also want you to feel that to have a spa feel with your partner. Because that's also something that would be another a partner would love to do, right? Because oh, if you don't really? have the time, you should just get it all in there. So I have a, a, like a mini spa there as well. And then I have um, I have a celebrity chef called Norm Alconsal, big Norm. He uh, he's done tons of cannabis um, dinners for licensed producers and underground events for years. Yes, I know big Norm. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's the best. So he actually does my three uh, three course dinners, all yeah. aphrodisiac and all um, aphrodisiac infused foods for the couples for the whole weekend. And um, then we have three-hour tantric workshops every single day that you can you, you, that are optional because tantra is all about boundaries. We all have different boundaries when it comes to our sexuality, and tantra is all about really removing boundaries just to create more flow and openness. But I just say it's optional just because if someone feels that it's definitely out of their boundaries that they don't have to come. Right. And um, so we have the tantric workshop. We have the ultimate hot tub with your partner, aphrodisiac and feeds foods. Nice. And um, yeah, it's just the ultimate getaway with your partner. And then it, what I love about Tantra is that we learn so much from the couple as well. So what we do is we usually bring up six couples, six to seven couples to each retreat. Yep. And then uh, we all, we, it's like an open discussion and it's all completely, um, what's it called? It's all completely private like you can't post anything on social media about it um unless like it's completely approved by everybody in the retreat because it is a touchy subject and um, and do people feel comfortable in kind of divulging themselves in front of other people maybe because it's a small they do because the way how i speak about tantra it's funny the way how i speak about tantra is all about past experiences of what happened to you as a child. I, I want to really know what happened to you as a child because honestly, everyone, and I say everyone, adults are trying to have these adult relationships, but we're making decisions of something that happened to us when we maybe we were six or seven years old. And we're bringing this into our relationships every single day. And a lot of people aren't really aware of what they're doing, which is completely fine. Yeah. not educated on this at all. But not Tantra at all. Show yeah. this to me. And this is what I want to show people. So I feel like with us opening up about our childhood and um, we, we definitely speak about like sexual pleasures. And it's, it's all open discussion if you want to mention something. And if you don't, that's fine, too. But um. What I love is that it's still a community. It's still seven couples. It's still very intimate. You know, that you get to make a lot of friends during this as well. You get to meet other girls and speak about your relationships. And the guys get to meet other guys too. And, you know, go smoke a nice blunt or a doobie or vape. And, get, you know, and what I love about the ganja is the ganja is so key on letting go of your ego. Oh, you huge. You can never be in your ego when you're yeah. when you're with ganja when you're ego you're like fuck that <laughs> all about myself right now you know <laughs> you're all about you are and the prices you affordable see. for this like is this a is, is this a uh, price range that people, people could actually afford the couples 
Yeah, so we have financing because since retreats are pretty expensive, we have we have like monthly packages that you can pay off as well. Okay. And can they find that like on your site? Or? Yeah, definitely. Right now, I uh, right now I'm looking to do a retreat up in Muskoka for like June or July. I'm so crazy busy with women grow stuff yeah. <laughs> right now because we have four expos this year. We have like two yacht parties and it's going to yeah. be crazy. <laughs> so I have to ask you, what are you most excited about in your business in cannabis today? Most excited about? Hmm. <laughs> There's so many uh, things. There actually is something I'm excited about that I haven't mentioned. I actually just added another um, service to my <laughs> lengthy, lengthy list, of course. Oh, but I, I want to do diversity consulting on a bigger scale. So I want to do diversity consulting for licensed producers or government relations in the medical space, in the medical cannabis space. So what I've learned, um, what I've, what I've, what I've seen recently, actually, is this campaign called Show Me Your Numbers, which I love. You guys should look it up. Okay. And it's called Show Me Your Numbers. And they would go to Big Pharma being like, show me your numbers. I want to know how many female executives you have. I want to know how many female scientists you have. I want to know how many people of color are you really hiring? Yeah. What is the real um, pay difference between these two? Um, how many how many opportunities does X amount of people have compared to Y? So I want to do those on a bigger scale. I've I've me working in the cannabis industry five years. My 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 extensive knowledge is is not very fruitful around here. <laughs> you know, there's not many of me. So I really want to um, create a package as well that also that can help more licensed producers. Because there are more licensed producers in cannabis coming up every single day. Yeah. And I really want to make sure that they're helping not just a small percentage of Canada, but all of Canada. All of Canada. And seeing all of the flaws and all of the advantages of using diverse, diversity and um, just building on that. Because I honestly don't think anyone is right now. And Woman Girl has been here in the past um, two and has been supporting diversity, but I honestly never really felt that in the past. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I really want to make it a staple. Like I've been reaching out to Black Lives Matter. I've reached out to Black, um, uh, Black entrepreneurs in business. Have you gotten a response from Black Lives Matter at all? I haven't, which is odd, but, I, I, but not odd because I understand they're in- extremely busy. Mm-hmm. I feel that they would be. Um, but I definitely want to make an impact. And I feel like it, there's just, honestly, I it's not enough for me. The diversity that I see in the cannabis industry is not enough for me. Um, just, to put, just to add into that, um, I actually took a trip uh, over to Oakland. I wanted to kind of see the mecca of cannabis in the U.S. And, um, uh, you know, I stayed around the Emerald Triangle and whatnot. But I did notice that within their government, because now California is legal, that they're actually passing laws uh, that dictate to the business owners of the dispensaries of um, either extraction facilities or whatnot for them to actually hire inmates or inmates who have actually passed, you know, served their time um, to work within 
or work within their dispensaries. So it's like they're kind of um, taking people who wouldn't get a job normally, who have uh, who have criminal convictions, and they're actually giving them a job. So that is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, because that's when I the opposite. That, like, the complete opposite is happening in Canada right now. I know, I know, and it's uh, it's interesting to see the the differences between the two. Um, how will legalization impact your business? So excited! My <laughs> like so much easier. Um. Right now, I'm just expanding into uh, legal markets, so Denver and other states and countries where it's already legal, because yeah. Pleasure Peaks is a, is a global conscious community based out of Toronto. Um, but with legalization in Canada, um, I'm really excited. Like, I, I've, I'm a loophole queen. I know exactly like how to have my ducks in a row um, with with my lawyers, with my incorporation, my patents, and my trademarking. I'm pretty set um, with legalization. I'm excited. I'm super excited. Um, I make sure that companies um, are have a proper foundation right now, currently, presently, to make sure that they're still going to be able to go through legalization. So I'm excited for a whole bunch of um, my with all of the women that I'm supporting, I'm excited for all of us, you know, to be the face of professionalism in cannabis. It's, it's so it's such an exciting time. Yeah. I agree. It, there's so many avenues in which you can go into and stream into uh, mm-hmm. that there's the opportunity is limitless. And that's why I feel like this podcast is very critical um, for people to know exactly how to maneuver through this time. Um, yeah. So, with that being said, uh, we just want to say we appreciate the fantastic tips that you've given us and and the audience. Uh, thank you so much for your time and energy. Before we wrap up, I just want to know if you have any last messages or tips for the audience out there. Um, last tips, yeah. If you want to get into the cannabis industry and have nowhere to start, Woman Grow is your best bet. You'll find a community, you'll find experts, and it's, it's where you definitely need to be. You can look them up at womangrow.com, and the Women Grow Toronto chapter has a, their own Facebook group called Women Grow Toronto. And for our Pleasure Peaks um, couples retreats, try and stay in the loop by subscribing at pleasurepeaks.com or on the Instagram page at pleasure underscore peaks. And yeah, if you have any questions, shoot shoot me a message. Um, and thank you guys for this podcast. I am honestly so blessed and humbled to be your first guest. And I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, we're blessed to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and energy. All right, there you have it. Sensi's very first podcast. We are so grateful and thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe, 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 share with your friends and family, and let us know what you think. You can keep up with us on social media through Facebook at Sensi, S-E-N-S-I-I, and yes, that's a double I, Instagram, Sensi.Cannabis, and Twitter, Sensi underscore I-N-C, for Canadian Cannabis Industries Top News. 
So we're going to be ending every episode with some words of inspiration. And since this is the very first show, the wisdom that I will be quoting is from the illustrious Robert Nesta Marley. Because you done know, because we all know that herb is the healing of the nation. Until next time. 